We've made it to Friday. Happy Funky Friday Sports Talk here on DWS. Evan Kahn with you for the next two hours. And if I do say so myself, we're, we're going to have some fun over the next two hours. What, what all do we got for you? Allie Adams is here with me for Woo-hoo! this hour. Happy hour. We'll also have Brian Barnhart along the way here in the 4 o'clock hour. We've got tickets to still give away for Journey and Toto coming up in March. We'll do that a little later on this hour. Next hour, Michael Martin will join me, sideline reporter for Illinois football, as the Illini are in an idle week, but there's still plenty to talk about, so Michael will come by. We'll get the world according to Bob Osmussen from the road. He is out on the East Coast, but he still has plenty of sports thoughts for us, I'm sure, so we'll give him a call next hour. Uh, There will be high school football for the last time, at least scheduled on our sister station, Light Rock 97.5 tonight between Unity and Monticello. So we'll get a check of the scene there with Colin Likas and Joey Wright. They'll have the call down at Unity this evening. And we're also going to play a little two out of three with Michael next hour. So we've got giveaways. We've got games. We've got special guest host Allie Adams. And it's October, arguably the best sports month out of the entire year. So... Yeah, there's sounds so much, sounds pretty fun. There's so much going on. There's so much to watch. Like I know we, you know, kind of somewhat have an off weekend, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But like, there's everything going on now. We got NBA happening now. Obviously, we're still going to be watching some, you know, college football games, regular football, postseason baseball. Oh, I love fall. Yeah. So tonight we've got Game Three of the NLCS as they head back to Philadelphia. The Phillies and the Padres matching up. Got a travel day for the American League last night. The Astros doing kind of what they did in Game One, getting a, enough long flies, and they they hold it on for the three-two win. That one's headed back to New York City. Hearing a, a lot of complaints, excuses. Was it because the roof was open? Did Alex Bregman just happened to, to hit one out. I, I think all all could be true, but at the end of the day, the Astros came away with the win. Exactly. And, of course, going back to the Bronx now, I would not be surprised if the Yankees can come back. I don't. I wouldn't be shocked at all. It's. I know a lot of people are, you know, uh, our Astros already have it. Uh, I don't know. Postseason in the Bronx? Mm. I don't know about that quite, Houston. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I like it because I, I want these both these series to go game to Game 7, and I want as, as much baseball as we yep. could possibly have. I was trying to remember. It, it only went six games when these two teams matched up back in 2019 when Altuve, of course, hit the, the walk-off the same day that yep. Illinois beat Wisconsin in homecoming. I was standing in a bar in Joe's. <laughs> Uh, I, I remember the the moment fondly. Those were were some good times, but the Astros do look good right now. Their their pitching has been solid. They're they're hitting, and, and for all of the complaints out of the National League for oh the bye hurt us yada yada yada. The uh, the, the Astros just keep getting it done. Yep. So it, it's kind of like Chase Brown not getting a hundred yards. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it. I'll I'll believe somebody can beat the Astros when I see it. Exactly, and I would not be shocked if that does happen in new york this weekend so that that will be fun um joe musgrove takes the bump against 
for for the Padres uh, against Ranger Suarez, the young lefty for the Phillies. That game will get going about six thirty seven. Gotta love the the random I know. <laughs> odd number. I never know how they can. I, I I do. We we've talked about it before. I don't know if it's been on air, but we know they've got to sell that advertising right before they set the scene. So it, it makes sense to me. But you don't see it in the NFL, right? Everything it's like noon, noon, noon. Nobody's ever twelve. 11 a.m., yeah. 7.30 for college. It's, you know, we know, of course, in our job and what we do, I mean, literally is planned out by the second. <laughs> so it, it, it is very unsettling to me when it's not even. <laughs> it just, like, annoys me. Because as we look across here, NHL, the Blackhawks have their home opener tonight, 7.30. No, just a nice round Regular, number. Yep, I like the The round. Bulls still on the road, but they're in action tonight against the Washington Wizards. Six o'clock, first tip. Nice round number once again, but for whatever reason, baseball going to baseball. So we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll be ready at 637 and not a minute sooner for the first pitch of that one. Uh, what else do we have going on? There, there was a, a little bit of baseball news as far as Bruce Bochy is getting back into the game. Yeah. He was hired by the Rangers, obviously um, kind of thought he was done. After he too. after he left the Giants, had a had a nice run there. I didn't look up how old he is. Sixty-seven. He's sixty-seven. So yep. he's not old, but you figure he's got the rings. He's for sure a, a surefire oh, Hall yeah. of Famer. So if yeah. he wanted to to ride off in the sunset, it made sense. But the Rangers are are making the big splash after the two big signings last year. Now they. As far as position players, now they go get a manager. Yeah, and people are now wondering if this means that the Rangers are going to be somewhat kind of all in, partially in maybe, mm-hmm. and what they may now end up doing this off season and randomly for the first time in a long time, Rangers may be ones to watch. And I'm not going to lie, I only know um, Bruce Bochy's age because I had to look up the Google the picture of him with the puppies. <laughs> because I don't know why that photo always made me laugh. Like it was his last game and everyone, he wanted people to bring in their dogs that last game or something like that. And so it's a picture of him with all the different players, puppies in the in the clubhouse. I had to look that up. That's how I know his age. I'm not going to lie. You got to gotta love that. You know, <laughs> just uh, the, the puppies just... Baseball it, and puppies. What more do you need? What, what more do you need? But yeah, uh, along those lines, we, we had Sahad of Sharma from The Athletic on here as we were talking about prematurely MLB free agency and maybe Clayton Kershaw being linked back there. Now it sounds like you're going after a, a top manager. You should probably go after the top starting pitcher. Maybe they get in and on the Jacob deGrom sweepstakes. Yeah. Some, so there's a, another suitor for them. I, I can't imagine. It, it, it makes sense if the Cubs or the Cardinals or even the White Sox wanted to go after him, but I don't think any of those three clubs really have the, I don't know, it's going to be a big contract. It's I don't know if they can swallow that big of a contract. That big of a contract for someone that, who knows, you know, it, I don't want to even say like age or anything like that, but obviously career-wise and playing-wise, we know that he is up, you know, in years a bit mm-hmm. for what you would consider the money that he is worth and that he is going to get somewhere. So we'll see. The other thing, when you mentioned Dodgers, did Dave Roberts resign? Has he made a decision? Hmm. Is he a free agent? I haven't. I haven't seen anything. But the, or did he have an opt out or something for next year? Because I saw a little bit of a, a buzz about that once the Dodgers were out. Because let me tell you, if I was the White Sox, 
that's something I would look at. Well, and that's where I was kind of going to circle back here is Bochy's off the market. He was a, a name that was mentioned with the, the White Sox early on, and I haven't really seen contract figures here for, for what he signed with the Rangers. But you think back to when Joe Madden came to Chicago, he, he was making somewhere like between five and seven million a year, yeah. which would have made him like the highest paid Oakland A if yeah. he would have been on the A's roster this year. <laughs> and the, the White Sox over the last couple of years, Reinsdorf has dipped in a, a little bit and yeah. gone with the bigger payroll. But I, I don't know if they're an organization that wants to pay big money for a manager. Uh, you saw that with the Nationals a few years back. They decided it, it paid off. Yeah. Davey Martinez won a, a World Series, yeah. but. He's making about a million a year, and that's after Bud Black said that he wasn't going to make, you know, pennies on the dollar. So, yeah. I, w- that and this this is all speculation. Nothing's been said that the White Sox won't spin spin big on a manager. But now Bruce Bochy's gone. Joe Madden's probably number two as far as the big name managers. It's it's a fit. I I think it makes sense I, if he wanted yeah. to be there. It's just you know money always talks. That's and the I what Marlins and Royals are the only other two that have openings as of right now for managers. Yeah, who, who did I hear was or is was there one, linked? Am I missing one? I can't remember who I heard was linked to the the Royals job, but yeah, I don't think anybody's been officially hired. The Blue Jays did extend their interim manager. Yep. Phillies extended their They're interim manager. Understandably. Yeah, as they they move on in the postseason. So yeah, those are those are the the three openings left. We'll we'll see if Joe gets a job and, and who the White Sox end up with. Yeah. And that could be interesting. I feel like this Joe, was about the time he signed with the Cubs. Yes, I feel like Joe Madden is very happy with what he's doing. I feel like he really has enjoyed, like you know, chatting with you and Scott and doing things like that. I kind of wonder if that's actually if he maybe would rather find himself in a studio somewhere or in a booth or doing something along those lines instead of being back in the dugout. If I remember right, like that that postseason after the the Cubs and Joe kind of split he did some TV stuff or maybe mm-hmm. maybe it was back in 2014 I remember seeing him doing TV stuff before and yeah you know he's well educated he's very entertaining as yeah. far as so that would make sense but he's such a baseball lifer he's a gamer he I, I think he likes the dugout we saw that from Tony La Russa, right yeah guys already in the Hall of Fame he, he could have gone but sometimes that that itch to get back in the dugout and and be part of the action uh, again even yeah. if you get paid well you know something like Tom Brady a 75 million dollar contract to not play football <laughs> you even hear him saying this week you know I, I'm playing until I'm not playing so yeah they just they just love the game. I don't blame them. No, nope, not at all. And obviously, doing what you guys do is not always an easy thing either. <laughs> yeah, playing the games is a lot more fun than, than talking about them. <laughs> Although I, I I'm not equipped to do that. So here we are behind the mic. So we've got postseason baseball tonight, NBA, NHL, no NFL. Don't know if you caught the Thursday night game last night. I did not, but looked like there was some arguing going on. So I'm sure the four-letter network had all kinds of fun talking about that. I didn't because I can't watch it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because it isn't. You have to have Amazon Prime, and I don't have Amazon Prime, so I wasn't able to watch it. And also, I was not able to get a sneak peek of Taylor Swift's new album, which she had a little (laughs) bit of a tease on Thursday Night Football last night for her album that came out. Yeah. Oh, she did. Wow. The, know, know your audience. I mean, if, if you're trying to, to reach a, a large number of people, 
buy, buy some ad time in an NFL that's, game. <laughs> that's, exa- that's exactly what you do. But also, as we discussed, there's a lot of people also that can't watch it, like me. Yeah, so I, I missed the, both the game and that commercial. So yeah. I did know that Taylor Swift's album was coming out. I, I didn't need the, the spot to, <laughs> to tell me that. But um, got a big college football weekend. We'll dive into all that as we move along here. Actually, uh, we'll do it a little bit next. We've got Brian Barnhart coming in for the Illini Notebook. We'll be giving away tickets this hour. We'll be playing some two out of three next hour. Got all kinds of people coming in, wrapping up a, a, an open week here for Illinois football on Funky Friday Sports Talk. Brian Barnhart comes in next. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. Illini family, this is Brett Bielema. You've got the home of Illinois football. News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. Funky Friday Sports Talk here on DWS. Evan Kahn with you. Allie Adams steps out. Brian Barnhart steps in for mm-hmm. the Illini Notebook. Brought to you by Guido's, Jupiter's, Billy Baru's, and Seven Saints. And Brian, this bye week, open week, whatever you want to call it, seems to, to have come at a perfect time. Mm-hmm. Illinois is rolling, and it's the last week before basketball starts. So, A, you're feeling good about the football team, and they're feeling good headed into the open week. And... We're really getting excited for basketball, something that we haven't seen both teams be successful at the same time in a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. You're exactly right. Uh, I think the 2011 football team started 6-0, and mm-hmm. and so there was excitement there. And then, of course, it didn't end well, uh, as it turned out. It did end in a bowl game, but you want to avoid that scenario. But yeah, I think everybody's feeling pretty good about it, and... Um, I'm kind of the opinion, man, I'd rather play this week, yeah. to be honest. I I was pretty excited after the last three wins and want to keep going, but uh, I get it. And the players probably need it, and I know Chase could probably okay. use a, a breather after 41 carries, and maybe he wouldn't have carried it that much had they had a game this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the interesting thing is Nebraska's also off this week, right. so you got two teams with, with a bye week, and then they'll meet up in Lincoln. And that's a, that's a tricky game, I think. I mean, big crowd. Who knows kind of where they are mentally uh, with all the coaching changes and everything else. And they have been really good on offense, but Illinois has been really good on defense. So I don't know uh, how that's going to play out, but we'll see here in about a week or so. Yeah, and for the most part of the season, we, we keep saying Illinois is kind of in a prove-it mode. And you look ahead to that game next week, Illinois might be the favorite on the road in Nebraska. And suddenly they've become the, the hunted more mm-hmm. than the hunter sitting uh, atop the Big Ten, depending on, on what happens with Purdue and Wisconsin tomorrow. Yeah, and so many over the years, uh, by the time we get to November, and that's one thing that Brett Bielema talked about when he got here, was making November games, and it'll be almost November meaningful games mm-hmm. and that's what you want that should be the expectation and yeah I would, I would guess they would be a slight favorite in a week or so uh, in Lincoln and you know maybe favored in uh, more games here maybe except for the Michigan game yeah. coming up in mid-November but certainly they put themselves in that position to be a favorite and be the hunted and that's uh, we haven't had a lot of that over the years so interesting to see how the players respond to that and not only that Scott and I were, were trying to remember has there ever really been been some outstanding football players, football seasons at Illinois? But has anybody really garnered Heisman attention at this point in the season quite like Chase Brown has? Not since I've been doing the games. Um, and we've had you know great defenders that have been 
you know, uh, Jay Lehman was a candidate, you know, all American mm-hmm. candidate, um, you know, and certainly Butkus Award candidates. We've had a lot of those. No, but I can't think of anybody Heisman wise. I mean, Nathan Shieldhouse piled up a lot of yards, mm-hmm. and so did Juice Williams. I think they both had over ten thousand yards yeah. combined in their career. But no, I, I think it's and it, it's even taken a little while. I know the U of I just started the website with with Chase, and right. I figured they would at some point because he's leading the nation in rushing, a team that's six and one, and pretty close to being seven and zero oh in a major conference and a power conference, and, a, and it's a great story. And I think the nation is just starting to figure out this story, and that's kind of fun when people suddenly discover, oh, what's been sitting right there in front of them for a long time. I know my call volume has gone up in football season. People, I'm, I'm on all kinds of different shows because mm-hmm. that's people what they want to talk about. Chase Brown and this Illinois team and Brett Bielema and how is he doing it? And uh, there's a lot of interest. And uh, also with the open week and, and being a, a ranked team, you most likely aren't going to fall down. So mm-hmm. going into next week, sitting at 18 right now, depending on what teams do over the weekend, might start creeping up towards that, that top 15 and, and that's I, I don't know. You, yeah. you just don't see that number next to Illinois football. We expect it for basketball yeah. as they're sitting in the twenties. But seeing that next to, to Illinois football headed into Nebraska, uh, the, the excitement just continues to to build, and hopefully that carries over not just to that game on Saturday, but when they make it back to Memorial Stadium here for those final couple games in yeah. November. Yeah, and the first time what since O two, I think as you said, they've both been ranked in the top twenty five. Mm-hmm. Uh, last time happened to be, uh, I think Bill Self was still coaching the basketball and Ron Turner was coaching football and they had just competed in the Sugar Bowl. And so that was the last time they were ranked. So, yeah, that's a that's a great feeling. But I know Coach Q uh, kind of reminded us today in the News Gazette, you know, just pump the brakes a little bit, you know, because I've had people asking me this morning, you know, what if we win every game? Are we going to be in the – and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, let's uh, – let's, uh, as John said or as, uh, uh, as Coach said, let's um, – you know, bump the brakes a little and just kind of take it easy. So, but you know, it is it is so much fun, and there's such a uh, uplifting feel in the community. And I've experienced it when football does well; it just lifts everything up, mm-hmm. everything else up. Uh, basketball can be really good, and that's exciting. Something different about when football is good mm-hmm. here, especially. Yeah, it's kind of a, same thing. You know, you, you expect it for basketball, so it's kind of like when, when they aren't meeting those expectations, then you're disappointed, and when they're they're doing what you expect them to do, okay, that's that's what we mm-hmm. think, whereas football, especially uh, the last three weeks as we've seen it unravel, it's like, well, they still got to prove it, they got to prove it, and now it, it kind of feels like it's for real, so mm-hmm. you just go over the moon and you're to, to the extreme <laughs> opposites. We get it on, on post-game for basketball, you lose one game, well, now you're not even going to make the NCAA tournament you win a couple games in football and now we're going all the way to the national championship yeah and social media that's what (laughs) Brett Bielema has worked I think with his team on is you know leaving the cut you know cut down the noise outside because uh, you're going to hear from people how great you are and what an exciting thing this is and yeah, there's a lot of noise out there for sure to be heard. <laughs> so, yeah. how, how are you taking in this weekend? Uh, going to be watching football? Going to take yeah. it easy and, and and regroup for for Illinois next week? Yeah, I'll start working on Nebraska probably tonight or tomorrow. So I'll start getting my uh, score sheets ready. But other than that, yeah, just watching a lot of football. I like to listen to the other broadcasters around mm-hmm. the Big Ten and around the country. So I do that on the on the Varsity app or tune in or whatever the case may be. So I try to do that. Uh, I'm going to a, a Mercy Me concert tonight yeah. up in Peoria, so we'll do that. 
And then if the weather's nice, I don't know, get out and do a couple things. Because this will be it. I mean, the next yeah. five weeks will be <laughs> pretty hectic. And then the crossover with the basketball season. And um, that's going to be, uh, you know, November. It's uh, For me, it's the busiest month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of used to it at, mm-hmm. at this point in time. And usually we dive into your Illini notebook as we prepare for a game mm-hmm. brought to you by Guido's, Jupiter's, Billy Brews, and Seven Saints. But we don't have a game. I don't so have a note. Is there, yeah. there anything lingering from last week uh, against Minnesota, just uh, leftovers or something that stood out to you? Well, the fact that Chase touched the ball so much, and maybe hopefully McCray will be back, I think that mm-hmm. will help. I think um, Reggie Love was doing some good stuff. We know he went, went down. Yeah, yeah, and then he went down with the injury, and I thought – they weren't asking. I mean, they weren't asking a lot from him, but they, what he did give them, what they asked for, he gave. I thought, mm-hmm. you know, nice third down carry or just a breather for Chase. Chase Hayden had a nice run at the end of that game, so that was pretty cool. Uh, Akis continues to emerge, I think, uh, on you know as far as where he is on the defense. Um, you know, all the interceptions for Kendall Smith. That's kind of fun. He's got four of those. A guy that kind of. Was lost on the depth it, chart for a long with that time. Safety position here in yeah. Ryan Walters' defense. You just yeah. the, the ball finds you. <laughs> yeah, and just the different ways, the different um, schemes that Ryan Walters has done. And it's funny because he doesn't have really a chart. He just does it in his head, <laughs> which is amazing when you think about it. Because most coaches, you'll see, they have that big multi-colored chart in front of them and what they want to call and what they want to run. And he's he's uh, he's pretty cool the way he gets that done. So, Illinois feeling good, sitting at 18, headed into this open week. We'll have Nebraska, and we'll get into the breakdown of all of that next week. So, this weekend, just relax. Yeah, yeah. And no references to 1999 or anything on the the show today. No Scott. 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 Yeah, I don't know. There's probably some connection (laughs) between what happened last week and the 99 season, but uh, we'll we'll have to ask Scott when he gets back. Okay. Yeah, that'll be fine. When does the basketball prep start? Is that kind for, of really for me? started yeah well i know they got the what the secret scrimmage they're doing mm-hmm. uh so hopefully we can learn a little uh, details will come out about that i guess at some point from from somewhere oh yeah uh so yeah and then um just trying to get to unfortunately they practice in the mornings mm. when i'm working mm-hmm. so i can't really so it's gonna have to be an afternoon practice to kind of go see the numbers and okay who who's that and you know how, how about these freshmen and what is coleman hawkins playing and and all that sort of thing. So we'll start that. And but I mean, it's November. What is it? November seven is the first uh, mm-hmm. game for me, anyway. Eastern Illinois. Uh, Scott will do the Quincy game while we're in Nebraska next week. But yeah, I'll just start kind of going to shoot around and getting that stuff done. So it'll be a quick learning curve with all these new names. <laughs> so yeah, uh, unlike well, I guess Brad Underwood turned over a lot of that roster mm-hmm. between his first and second year. So we've kind of seen it before, right. but the expectations are, are, are there and we don't know exactly who's going to do what. So it's yeah. ex- exciting time for football, exciting time for basketball, good it time is, for Illinois athletics. It really is. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with all those young guys because I think Brad pointed out we had a event the other day for the women's coach, Shauna Green. Uh, rebounders had a ladies' luncheon, and he mentioned that you know the media picked a second. Mm-hmm. He said, "Well, that what they didn't think about, and all coaches kind of downplay if they're ranked high. They, you know, if they're ranked too low, they use that as motivation. But basically, was saying that I think we have like seventeen or eighteen percent of our offense back, yeah, from last year. And I think Indiana was picked, and they've got like eighty percent back. So he said, just keep that in mind when you start making your picks." <laughs> 
All right. The games get going in a couple weeks, so we'll yeah. enjoy the weekend and yeah. we'll get back to it next week. Okay. All right. That's the Illini Notebook without really the notebook, but it's still brought to you yeah. by Guido's Jupiters, Billy Baroos, and Seven Saints. Allie comes back. We've got some journey tickets to give away. Toto, can't can't forget about Toto with oh, Journey. Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll be there as well. Michael Martin's in next hour. We'll play two out of three. Lots still to do here on a Funky Friday Sports Talk. You're listening to Sports Talk on DWS. On the latest episode of Inside Illini Football, we discussed the nationally ranked Illini, their homecoming win against Minnesota, and what Heisman hopeful Chase Brown and Illinois can do in the last five weeks of the regular season. Chase Brown sneaking up on some people here. Got uh, an unofficial award from ESPN today. I was a, a big fan of this one, Allie. I think you'll get a kick out of it, too. Chase Brown... According to this writer, is the Donald Pumphrey offensive player we should be making a bigger deal out of than we are award. Yes, yes. Apparently, this is named for for Donald Pumphrey, who ran for the single-season FBS mark back in 2016, but people didn't really notice it. And Chase Brown's kind of doing the same thing. Only guy at 1,000 yards here so far through week seven or eight. I lose track with the the week zero. But uh, Chase Brown leading the nation in rushing yards and making a case to go to New York here when the season wraps back on Funky Friday Sports Talk with Evan Kahn and Allie Adams. Thanks to Brian Barnhart for stopping by with the Illini Notebook. And as it's, wow, a whopping 75 degrees here at 446 on a a Friday in October. Not only is it hot here, but Allie Adams, who runs our, our tailgate tent during Illinois football games or before Illinois football games, was saying... Kind of like Brian, wish we had a game this weekend. It would have been pretty nice. It would have been beautiful tailgate weather. Now, I think with obviously the bye week, everyone like, you know, Brian is going to a concert. I think everyone has has plans for this weekend and a lot of them probably include cookouts and being outside (laughs) and different things like that. So it'll still be a good weekend for that. But yeah, no, this would have been like perfect tailgate weather which you know could have had today and then you know one in november but no we're gonna we'll have those final two home games in november and hopefully knock on wood they won't be too cold or too bad because we've so far lucked out this season with weather at tailgates but no this is like this is nice beautiful perfect tailgate weather perfect tailgate weather been like you said pretty perfect for for all of illinois home games and they've taken care of business at all of them and you've seen it not inside the stadium Mm -hmm. but as somebody outside the stadium that that momentum has built every single week as they try to get the fans into the stadium that crowd is growing but also the crowds outside are are growing and as somebody who didn't go to a football school I I went to Illinois here (laughs) not a football school I don't know what that's like I've never really been around a a tailgate environment or or a game day environment where people are into it and I still don't think it's quite there yet but you're starting to see the people buying in it's definitely definitely getting there because I've done the tailgates for 11, 11 years now and it's never quite. I've and we've been in different spots. When I first started here, we were across from BFL on Fourth Street. Oh, holy cow! We were there. We were there for a number <laughs> of of years, and then we ended up moving to. Uh, I can't remember the lot number off the top of my head, but the lot across from Grange Grove, mm-hmm. right between um, what would be what Oak and and First. And we were there for a couple of years, and then over the past handful of years, we moved over to Grange Grove. Mm-hmm. And they what they've done in Grange Grove, it was like 
perfect timing because it's it's absolutely exploded. I've never seen tailgates and everything so busy to where you have a hard time walking through. <laughs> like it really is that packed. And one of the things that was so crazy to see was, you know, obviously it it has gotten colder. Mm-hmm. And so usually once it once that temperature drops, it's, you know, you see kind no of more darty weather. Yeah, you see it's a little, you know, usually it goes down less and less, but we were seeing more people in Grange Grove last you know two weekends ago than what we what we were before so it's it's been amazing to be out there and our you know obviously the people coming to our tailgates we've had other you know they have everything from the sororities and fraternities different businesses have uh tailgates up around us and then there's always you know a band playing Mm -hmm. and you know food trucks that kind of thing it's been an amazing environment i've never seen it like in more than a decade i've never seen it like this well yeah so 11 years would that put you here in 2011? That was my 2011 would have been my very first season. So so you were just kind of getting into it. You you didn't really didn't. realize that they were going to go 6 and 0 and then 0 and 6 and <laughs> Yes. And also you have to remember that was also the fourth street years. So we yeah, you know so I wasn't didn't really quite get I didn't like you said I didn't quite comprehend everything and understand the experience probably that first season because you just you just kind of didn't no. Well, and if I remember right, they were still parking cars in Grange mm-hmm. Grove when you got here. I think I parked there for a game in 2012 yeah. or 2013. So Grange Grove wasn't there. It, nope. it hadn't really started to build up kind of the, the way that it has. And even since no. Josh Whitman's gotten here, you, you've kind of seen them pushing not just the, the in-stadium experience, but yeah. like, like we're saying, you know, down south, we hear it all the time. The, the tailgate scene is, it contributes to the, the in-game scene. And as they build that up and get the product on the field better, you're going to see more people out there. Absolutely. And and when I think back to, you know, 2011, 2012, I mean, everything was kind of more spread out then. Mm-hmm. And I think that was part of the purpose with Grange Grove was to actually have everything be in one spot or at least kind of generalized in one area because you already had that spot um, across the way. Mm-hmm. So I think that it was, you know, kind of a conscious effort to to do that and make that more of a thing because, I mean, there's, I mean, obviously it's huge and there's all different kinds of lots and people can, you know, pull up and put up a tent and grill and, and do whatever in a good majority of the lots around the area. But it's nice to have, love having Grange Grove. It's just, it's been an absolute blast to be there the past number of years. So now we've got to wait, not next weekend, but the weekend after that, Illinois will be back, the fans will be back, and it's a good thing Illinois is playing well, because the rest of the area football teams are not playing so well. I don't even really need to to dive into the struggles with the Bears, and the Packers are are kind of dealing with different but same kind of issues, Um, probably more underperforming for for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers up there. Probably still sitting in first because the NFC North is just atrocious, but not neither the Packers or the Bears are, are feeling as confident as the fight in the line I had into this weekend. No, and that's that it's been a lot more fun to obviously watch Illinois football this season than to watch Chicago or Green Bay. Even though for for Chicago I do it is interesting to watch Justin Fields and I think that there is more Run for there. his life. <sighs> Yeah, it's it's. I think that there's still a learning curve there, and I think that I don't. I I hope that people don't sort of write him off as quickly as they wrote off Mitch Trubisky, because I think that Trubisky still is better than what he was given credit for in Chicago. So I still think watching the Bears is interesting. And well, we still we still got to do it. You know, it's Sunday. There's nothing else really going on. You you got to watch the Bears, but we do it begrudgingly. (laughs) 
sadly, the, we don't even get to watch them on Sunday. They're putting them in prime time once again. They'll take on the Patriots on Monday, Monday night. night yeah. So uh, Patriots not performing as well. I don't know who their quarterback's going to be, but it, it's yeah. still Bill Belichick and just not a, a lot of good vibes. Good vibes for the, the Packers, though. They go on the road, but they're facing the Commanders who have no defense. It, it may... Bears made their defense look okay. It's not okay. So Aaron yeah. Rodgers should have a good time. No Carson Wentz. He broke his finger in that game last Thursday. Yeah. Uh, so oh. Packers can get back on track. Maybe. Hopefully. Maybe. We'll, we'll see. Hopefully. I don't know. And it's one of those things where even as a Packer fan, you think that I would have learned to never underestimate Aaron Rodgers and you know what he could turn around or what could end up happening, but. I don't know this time. I really don't know between him, Tom Brady. I mean, it, it's 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 been rougher. Mm-hmm. The, some of the veteran quarterbacks, obviously, Russell Wilson. It's just hard. I was gonna say, who who would have thought that the Vikings and the Lions would have better weapons for their quarterbacks than the Packers and the Bears? <laughs> I know, I know. I'm I'm. It's it's right now so far. And granted, I mean, you know, only a handful of games in this NFL season has been wild. It's been weird. Not thought. Not a whole lot of great teams. No. I mean, it would be I, it's such a bummer. I was really interested. Like, the first couple of games watching Miami and watching the Dolphins, that was wild oh. to see. And to see them actually, you know, beat, they beat Buffalo, mm-hmm. and they ended up, what, then beating... Um, the Bengals. Bang, and mm. Bengals. Bengals. Yeah, and then, I'm forgetting somebody. And, well... And, how and then Tua went down. Not Philadelphia. Why am I? I'm forgetting the East. Coast. The Ravens. Ravens. They beat the Ravens. They, yeah, they, they, on that Mark crazy Jackson. game. Yes. yes that it, and those were like the first, you know, two of the first three games of the season, and they beat them. And then Tua got the concussion and went down. And it's what they're three and three now, I think. But it's you know, it, it's just been interesting to watch these teams that you really didn't think were going to have a whole big story this season, kind of end up having a story. And again, watching the veterans kind of really struggle. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting Buffalo-Philadelphia Super Bowl. I mean, just so many fans across the nation will tune in for that one. Again, kind of like the Bears on Sunday. We'll watch the Super Bowl no matter who they put in there. But still a long way to go with that, long way to go in the college football season. High school season's getting ready to wrap their regular season tonight. We'll have a selection show this weekend. We'll get a check with Colin Likas and Joey Wright next hour before Unity and Monticello. Have Michael Martin in with me next hour. Bob Osmussen will chat as well, get the world according to him in the open week. Got to squeeze in one more break here, and then we'll transition to hour two. Hi, this is Clementine from Judah Christian Volleyball. The Nebraska Cornhuskers visit Huff this Saturday. It's Illini Volleyball on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. Yeah, well, plenty of hot takes with Michael Martin next hour here on Sports Talk. Allie Adams with me for just a few more seconds. Quick music history and and then something else. There was a a video going around on Twitter. I don't know if you saw it. This song that we're playing right here, Dave Grohl says was the inspiration for the start of Smells Like Teen Spirit. This is where he got the the flam. The the drum beat. Yes. Yes, so, I, rem- I, I remember talking about that. So it's all connected here on a Funky Friday sports talk. I don't have any sports tie to that. But <laughs> what we will do now here as we get ready for a news break is we're going to give away those Journey and Toto tickets. I've got two sets Woo! here. If you want to call in, 217-356-9397. 
We were talking about odd numbers. We're doing away with the odd numbers. Caller 2, caller 4, you will get tickets to Journey and Toto coming up in March. Allie, thanks for hanging out this hour. Thanks for having me. WDWS Champagne Urbana will give away those tickets, do the news, and then we'll be back for hour two.